Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. Welcome to episode 151 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I am so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. Do you know that one of the darkest, toughest times for my own food peace journey and body image was when I was in the throes of infertility? It was really, really hard. It was the time where I had to work the hardest to remain in a place that was really self-compassionate with my body and my body image. I can't say that I was successful all the time because, well, we all can't be exactly in a place of body positivity and um, always hunky-dory about how we're experiencing our body. I can't believe I just used that cheesy phrase right there. But anyway, um, it was a really, really tough time. And I have a feeling that for you, listener, you may be experiencing that too. There's a lot of people that I know that their food peace journey gets really rocky when they're experiencing infertility. One of the areas that I specialize in is helping people affected by polycystic ovarian syndrome, also known as PCOS. And that PCOS is the number one cause of ovulatory infertility. So a lot of people are trying to figure out a way to bring a baby home, but their body just is not cooperating. And what do you think doctors say to people when they're trying to conceive? Well, lose weight. You need to cut out this, cut out that, eat more of this. That is really, really unfortunate because the nutrition research is just not that bold. It's just not that clear cut. And of course, we don't have any diets that have been shown to work long-term, nor do we have any diets that show that they improve live birth outcomes. So really it's an unfortunate blanket statement because it's not based on the evidence, but yet it's always what I hear my clients experiencing. Even more, I hear about the discrimination that people experience when they're getting infertility treatments. They're told they have to weigh a certain amount in order to just qualify to get IVF. Like a doctor just will not even provide medication that they need for their body to get pregnant until they show their worth with losing weight. Total bullshit. Total, total bullshit. And I'm really excited to share with you the letter for this episode. It's from someone who's sort of new, I guess relatively new, about eight months along in their food peace journey, connecting with intuitive eating and body positivity And they're also doing infertility treatments, including IVF. They have found that this is something that's really putting a roadblock up 
for their own journey with infertility and food peace. I can't wait to dive in on how to help without focusing on diets and weight loss. A special bonus part is selfishly for me, reading this letter, I was really excited because I have been dying to connect with Nicola Salmon. She is a fat positive fertility coach out of the UK. And I've gotten to know her on Instagram and um, we've been chatting, uh, you know, on, on in the DMs there for a while. But when I read this letter, I was like, oh, I'm going to call Nicola and, and hear what she has to say. But before we get to all that and hear this episode's letter, a word from our sponsor. This episode of the Love Food Podcast is brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace courses. If you do experience PCOS and all that infertility stuff that is so common with it, and you're trying to make peace with food, I would love to help. I have a 12-step system that I've been taking clients through for many, many years, and I put it in a course for you to use in your own life. You can get to all the details at PCOSandFoodPeace.com. If you're a registered dietitian and you want to help people with PCOS to promote health and peace, you can also learn the ways that I do that. It also gives you 20 continued education units. Get to all the details at PCOSandFoodPeace.com slash dietitians. Next up, I want to share the work going on within Decolonizing Fitness. The person behind it, Isla Parker, is a trans person of color, physical therapy assistant, and medical exercise coach with over 13 years of rehabilitative and functional training experience. He is a social justice advocate and educator whose work centers gender, racial, and healing justice. He decided to merge his love for restorative-based movement practices and community advocacy to create Decolonizing Fitness, LLC, which is a social justice platform that provides affirming fitness services, community education, and apparel in support of body diversity. Check out decolonizingfitness.com to learn more. You can also get all the links in the show notes. So I do hope you check out decolonizingfitness.com. All right, enough of all that. Let's hear this episode's letter and also hear from Nicola Salmon, who I mispronounced her name in the next segment before I actually learned how to pronounce it. So it's Nicola Salmon, but she has some amazing wisdom for anyone who is experiencing infertility and wants to use a non-diet approach. Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. 
it's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dear Food, I've loved the last eight months after finding intuitive eating and going on my non-diet adventure. It's helped me find peace with myself and explore food in a different way. I still am working on it and I'm not perfect. I'm learning every day and slowly learning to love my body and treat it with the compassion it deserves. My partner and I have been trying to have a baby for the last two plus years I have been doing fertility treatments, including IVF, for the last year. My fertility issues really started my journey into non-dieting after my quest to have a baby sent me trying every weird and wonderful diet, and ultimately I hit diet rock bottom. I've been a dieter most of my life, but feel like it really spiraled when trying to conceive. I found intuitive eating after not feeling like I could embark on yet another diet. Reading everything online about what you should and shouldn't eat when trying to conceive was a downward spiral. I tried everything and anything, all which didn't work. Infertility really is an emotional mindfuck. Now that I've found the non-diet approach, I try to treat myself with love and compassion, but all of the research out there tells you to go keto or dairy-free or eat pineapple or focus on weight loss, etc., How do I nurture myself when trying to conceive while following the non-diet approach? Thanks. Struggling with infertility. Hey there, letter writer. Thank you so, so much for this note. I am really looking forward to discussing how our relationship with food gets complicated with fertility treatments. It's something that I can relate to. I experienced years and years of infertility and did lots of, um, what do you call them? Maybe invasive treatments to help myself be able to carry a baby full term. And it's a really challenging struggle for I know so many. And I have a feeling there are many people listening who can relate to what you're experiencing. Now, I certainly didn't experience Uh, marginalization uh, because of how my body was shaped. I didn't experience marginalization because of that. And I know it was something that really affected my relationship with my body. It also was uh, the conversation that I had on this podcast. It's funny to call it a conversation because I was just talking to myself (laughs) while recording, but it was something that I shared on here early on in the Love Food podcast and it's back in the archives. I think it's episode 21. And I cried, actually. It surprised me, but it was something that is still, it still affects me. 
And I have a feeling it always will. There's certainly more of a place of compassion at this point, and there's still a sadness there. And I would expect many people would relate to that as well. So I was really, I was really looking forward to answering this letter because I feel size discrimination and diet culture are really invaded, invading rather, the uh, way that we treat infertility. And going through infertility is such an exhausting, um, hard process for, for many people. And to just put that on top of it, I feel like is not acceptable. So when I read your letter, I automatically thought of Nicola Salmon. She is a fat positive fertility coach. And I actually met her, quote unquote, met her on Instagram. And um, we've been talking and, you know, we have a very similar way of helping people with any kind of medical condition. And when I read your letter, letter writer, I was so excited to reach out to Nicola and ask her to help us just make sense of some next steps. So let's go ahead and give Nicola a call. Hey, Nicola, it's Julie Duffy Dillon. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I am fabulous. And you know, I have been dying to have an excuse to chat with you <laughs> since we've met. I'm so happy to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, we've had a, a little courtship on Instagram. And so I'm so excited to actually <laughs> um, have a reason to, to chat with you and excited to dive into this letter. And did you get a chance to read it? I did. Yes, I did. Awesome. Well, um, when you read it, was what was your general impression about what this person's experiencing? Oh, uh, when I read it, I was just filled with joy was my first response because the reader has found intuitive eating and found this non-diet approach. So many people that I meet haven't. Um, so I was just kind of filled with this, oh my gosh, thank goodness she was able to find this um, approach that was able to support her body. Um, and then the next kind of the next feeling I had about their kind of response to the to the environment which they're finding themselves in is this utter frustration because it this it's almost like there's two worlds in in this area of fertility and it's they found this incredible supportive non-diet approach but then there's this other side of like fertility dieting which is this really kind of extreme dieting culture that hasn't really been found by the non-diet approach and the Hayes approach and the um they're almost kind of two separate worlds still and they're so different you know there's in the fertility diet industry there's so many expectations and so much research around all the foods and the things you should be doing and it's very prescriptive and very very restrictive um so they're kind of at these polar opposites and I can just really feel her kind of frustration and anxiety about, you know, finding this nurturing and loving supportive system, but then being bombarded with all this information around all the things that they should be doing and in, in kind of quotes marks. Um, and I can really feel that frustration of, you know, being torn from two different kind of sides. Mm, I, I agree. And there's something about the urgency that I experienced in my own infertility. Like 
I just was so, I can remember just so wanting to like figure out the magic pill that's going to, or potion or pineapple core. I remember that part. (laughs) And uh, just whatever was going to be the thing that would make it work. It almost didn't matter what it was because there was just that yearning and that, that fear and urgency. And so I, I feel like those of us who are, um, non-diet or intuitive eating or health at every size practitioners, um, we appreciate that this process is long-term and, um, you know, maternal desire is such a, um, intense and urgent like experience, I think for many people too. I don't think I'm, um, you know, I don't think I'm an anomaly in that way. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's kind of a harder sell. Like let's, let's provide what you need (laughs) to um, promote health. And it's going to take a while, but wow, I know you don't have a while or you don't feel like you have a while. Um, So part of me, when I read this letter, I mean, there was so much that I was relating to when what they were talking about and how I feel like the non-diet approach is something that is so helpful for people on their fertility journey. And, um, compassion. I mean, I feel like compassion is something that people need so much of in this process. So, um, yeah. And I hope uh, our conversation today can kind of maybe put a, I don't know, a dent in where there needs to be more health at every size in the conversation for fertility. Um, and you know, like this person, I, what you said was so, um, meaningful to me because you said that this person has found this like wonderful, nurturing space, but yet they're not getting it. They have like these two different worlds. And I can only imagine what they're hearing at like their doctor's office when they're going through IVF, you know, like cut this out, do this, lose weight, you know, just very like almost like a coach, just telling them what to do. Um, and not a coach like you are, but, <laughs> but, uh, a coach that's, um, kind of the way I would probably think of like old school kind of blowing a whistle and, you know, hurry up and do this. So, um, so yeah, I don't know if, if you have any thoughts on on that so many people come to me and say that all they've been given is they've been told to lose weight that is Mm -hmm. the only advice they're given the only support they're not given any tools any you know any kind of help with it they just said well before we can help you we need you need to lose weight and it's it's just it's just not acceptable medicine it's just it's not evidence-based it's we know that diets don't work. We know that there's a problem with, you know, how this diet culture stuff works, yet they're being told that and made to feel that it's their fault and that they they can control the outcome. And we know that that is just not the case. Mm-hmm. And it, it just makes me so cross. It, it, same here. And, you know, I, do you work with many people who experience PCOS? Yes. I mean, obviously they go hand in hand, don't they? With, right. You know, like yes. oscillation stuff. <laughs> I, totally. And so many, you know, isn't it like the number one cause of ovulatory infertility? So um, if we're working um, on non-diet approaches and fertility, PCOS is going to be a big part of it. And I feel like those are people who are told for sure, like they, they can't even get infertility treatment a lot of times until they show that they're worthy enough, quote unquote, worthy enough um, through weight loss. And the research doesn't even support that. You know, whenever we look at infertility studies with PCOS that, that recommend weight loss, it doesn't even show that it improves more live births. It may temporarily change egg quality, but not long-term. And I'm like, what, when are, when are they going to, when are the people recommending this going to catch up (laughs) with what we've already found in research? So, so challenging. And, um, 
yeah, I think you said it makes you cross. I, I don't mm-hmm. usually use that word. I may be more of a British term, but I <laughs> want to use it now because it totally fits for sure. Well, I wanted to move on to the some, some steps that you'd recommend, but was there anything else that you wanted to um, mention about what you think this person is experiencing? Just briefly about the time thing again, because we know that time has an impact. We know that as the older we get, that has an impact on our fertility. And it's just that this, you know, you're giving women these unrealistic goals of losing weight. And then you're, you know, telling them to go away and take that time to do that when we know that that's going to have a detrimental impact on their fertility because of the time they're spending doing it. And it, it just, it just seems mad to me. It just seems so crazy. Mm, I didn't think about it from that point of view because mm. how it would, it's going to waste more time, um, especially because weight loss is going to be futile for most people anyway. Like there's not really an, an option that we can give them that's going to work. Um, that's such a important piece that I've never really thought about. Um, so yeah, thank you for mentioning that. Oh, you're welcome. So with this person's experiences, you know, if you were working with someone who is experiencing something similar, or if this letter writer was sitting in front of you, what would you recommend as some first steps to, to move forward? So practically, the first step I would recommend is to, they talk a lot about kind of all the research that is out there. And if you do a Google search on fertility diet, like thousands upon thousands of different things come up. Um, And the first very practical piece of advice I would give is to avoid the research. So stop Googling, try and avoid the forums and just to really kind of get yourself out of that kind of fertility diet bubble, because the more you read it, the more it can cause anxiety, the more that you start to question what you're doing and how you're doing things. So kind of almost clearing a space for yourself. and taking away as much of that as you can, you know, that is within your control is really, really important for your mental health. And then you can replace that with um, positive pregnancy stories, you know, positive plus size people who are getting pregnant and who have gone through fertility stuff and had a successful outcome. So following people and following hashtags on Instagram are like plus size pregnancy. And there's an incredible woman who's called plus mommy who's Jen, who has an Instagram and Facebook account that, that celebrates plus size pregnancy and celebrates, you know, getting pregnant in a larger body and surrounding self with that stuff is really empowering and really good for your mental health. Awesome. So what, what uh, hashtags do you recommend? So uh, hashtag plus size pregnancy is a really good one because it's just lots of beautiful plus size women in having their gorgeous, incredible, you know, pregnant bodies. And it just, it opens your mind to the possibility that your body can get pregnant, which is so powerful. Totally. Totally. What do you think about all of those um, really detailed kind of recommendations? Like uh, I, a pineapple thing, the person describes the letter and I I laugh because I remember that too um what do you think about all of those little I call them little because I don't know they kind of seem like these really kind of bizarre but we all will think about trying at some point it seems like I shouldn't say that for everybody but I think for a lot of us we're like okay if that works um what what's your thoughts on those so it's it's a really strange paradigm because like you said you know we're all looking for that magic pill Mm -hmm. and because of this like primal desire to get pregnant we're willing to try anything to get pregnant and there's all this 
different pockets of research that show specific things help help fertility. But at the end of the day, we're all in our own bodies. We've all lived our own unique life up until this point, had different foods in different kind of environments, in different weathers and different surrounded by different things. And our body's going to respond differently to different foods and our bodies need different foods at different times in our cycle, different times in our lives. So it, it just seems completely ludicrous to me that there is a prescriptive diet which will work for everybody that's going to fit everybody's needs at every particular point in their life. And I think we get so carried away with looking at these tiny little things. You know, it's like the pineapple core. It's one particular, um, I think it's bromide or bromine that is in particular, like that particular um, pineapple core that's supposed to be good for implantation. But it's just one tiny piece of the puzzle and we're forgetting to look at the big picture. We're forgetting to look at everything else that goes on in our health and well-being because food is just one small part. You know, sleep's important. Our relationship with food is super important. The way we move our bodies, the way we relate to other people, all the stresses we have going on in our lives, mm-hmm. all those things are equally important as food, but we forget and we just have this like super laser focus on the actual thing we're putting into our body which you know with all the other factors going on in our lives it's it's just tiny compared to everything else going on right well so it sounds like we both have a lot of compassion for what this person's experiencing and can like appreciate why they're doing it and to also um to let you and your body decide what works for you based on your own intuitive eating journey because I feel like this is a, a place where intuitive eating can be such a, a healing space, but then also, um, I don't know, just a place where figuring out what foods feel energizing, which ones make you feel sluggish, and it may depend on the day and the time and mm. so many different things. And, um, you know, there's probably not anyone in any pregnancy form that's going to have the answer. You and your body are the only ones with the answer. Um, so, so very important to not go down that deep, dark rabbit hole, uh, for sure. So, um, we have something on this show that's called the food peace syllabus. And if you're new to the love food podcast, it's a collection of books and uh, blog posts and anything under the sun that helps to promote a person's relationship with food in their body. And you can get to the most recent updated version at juliedillonrd.com. And I'm wondering if you would like to add anything to it. Yes. So I would love to add my Fat Girl's Guide to Getting Pregnant to it. So it's a really simple guide, just three really easy things that you can do to kind of to get away from the diet culture when you're wanting to get pregnant in a larger body and moving towards a journey of accepting your body and finding peace with food. Awesome. So what I'll do is I'll put a link to it in the show notes. And um, if someone wants to know more about you, um, if they're wanting to just find out more about your work or maybe working with you, where's the best place for them to, to find you? So I'm most active on Instagram and my handle is Fat Positive Fertility. And I have a website, which is nicolasalmon.co.uk. Awesome. Well, I will have a link to all those in the show notes too. Thank you so much for your time and your compassion, your expertise. And again, I'm just so excited that we actually got to chat live. And um, thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Oh, thank you so much, Judy. You too. So there you have it. I hope you found the conversation that I had with Nicola Salmon helpful and letter writer. 
I hope it helps you to continue along your food peace journey. I hope it continues to, um, rather, I hope it helps for you to continue on and exploring intuitive eating and what you and your body need in order to promote health and peace. Do you know what else I am really hoping for? Letter writer and anyone listening who can relate to this letter. I hope that you're holding that baby of yours in 40 weeks or less. I hope that your infertility journey is coming to an end and that you're able to, again, hold that baby like you've been longing for. So I see food has written back, but before we get to food's letter, this episode of a love food podcast was brought to you by my PCOS and food peace courses. You can get to all the information at PCOSandfoodpeace.com. Also, be sure to check out Decolonizing Fitness. That's Isla Parker's social justice platform that provides affirming fitness services, community education, and apparel in support of body diversity. Check out decolonizingfitness.com. If you enjoyed this episode of a Love Food Podcast, I would love it if you left a rating, review, shared the episode, or subscribed. Doing any of these acts of kindness really helps the show grow. So until next time, take care. Dear Struggling with Infertility, please come sit and rest. You and your body have been through so much. We food are overjoyed that you're connecting with compassion over diets, self-love over self-hate. We also see your grief, your yearning, and your unrequited desires. We know compassion can feel out of reach when it comes to infertility. You are the expert of your body, not Google, not fertility forums, not diet books. Self-compassion promotes health. Connect with others rejecting diet culture while trying to conceive. We hope you will be holding that bundle very soon. No matter how long it takes to get there, you, your body, and your heart deserve to be held the same way, with love, compassion, and tenderness. Love, food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.